Lucia that or podcast from your way QA edition, guys. Rapid fire episode 419. Steve Smee here and the Rickster Ricky V, as in victory. R O C K Rock. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? I'm doing it, bro. We're ready. We're ready for this one, guys. Revving up and go. So let's hit it, guys. We're going to do eight rapid fire topics, guys. Rapid fire, fast. These are questions you guys submitted. So let's hit the first one. So first question is too young for steroids. What's the youngest age you can use steroids? And how old were you the first time you used them? And what motivated you to use them? So that's a really good question. So for me, the first time I used them, I was like 28, maybe um, maybe 28, 29 area, uh, somewhere in there. And what motivated me for using them is that I had been basically competing, powerlifting, endurance athlete. And then I started going back to, and, and focusing more on the gym. And I felt like I was extremely strong for my, my size. And I wanted to take things to another level. I wanted to get stronger. That was my motivation. It wasn't to compete. It wasn't to get girls. It wasn't to, you know, look ripped and big <clears throat> i just wanted to get stronger and see how strong i could get so that's why i started using steroids that was my motivation i wanted to see what it was what it felt like to be strong i would see guys you know some older guys 40s and 50s they're pushing the weight man and i wanted to see what it was like to to, to push that kind of weight so i got stronger over the course of five years five six years i ended up uh, benching, uh, 420, 425 pounds. Um, and I only weighed at my peak about 196 pounds. So, you know, I got really, really strong and it was, it was cool being that strong. It was really nice. Um, injuries kind of ended that though. So my, my motivations now have changed since then, now that I'm in my forties, but that's, that's why I did them. And then uh, it was it was really uh, it was really fun fun to to get into them and do them. But I think everybody would say, hey, you know, I could have I could have done something differently. So how about you, Rick? How old were you, and what motivated you? Uh, early twenties, and and reason really is because I had been working out, training, eating like an animal, just doing different things to just gain more size. And I just, I just had a hard time gaining size. And at the time I thought, Hey, it'd be cool to get, get big and, and become a, a competitor, just compete. See if I can, if I can do something with it. And at the time I thought it was a great idea to become a competitive bodybuilder. A lot of the good articles and information I was reading about nutrition and science came from magazines like muscle media, 2000, Bill Phillips articles, Dan Duchesne, I uh, read in T nation testosterone magazine all these all these knowledge accumulated along with pictures and stories about professional bodybuilders and that kind of just prompted me to do it I, I was i was just ripped very strong abs the whole nine esterations i mean just looked very good i just couldn't gain that damn size i couldn't i had to force feed to get above a certain size and if i ever let off man would it would it just go away so quickly so when I found the, the 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 juice, I gained an additional twenty to thirty pounds that I've I've kept even through cycles. I've kept it all, so it's been very uh. It's changed basically my life and my physique, and that's the reason I did it. And I thought I wanted to be a competitor, but then I realized, man, you know, just having your arms, your back, everything be so large, it 
It kills mobility. Also, uh, I like, I still like to roll. I still like Thai boxing. I still like to, to get in there and do very active things. And a lot of this muscle mass just didn't help at all. Didn't help at all for for any sort of, of wrestling or jujitsu or Thai boxing. It just it doesn't help. Uh, being less flexible really takes away a lot of your a lot of your weapons that you can use when you're doing any kind of wrestling and and also being so thick and so muscle bound um you know you lose a lot of speed i just i found the weight that i can settle at and the and the, the body fat that i can settle at and get all my activities in and all my cardio and everything i like doing and i'll feel good there but yeah main thing was i just wanted to break through that genetic plateau i just couldn't couldn't take I, I must have been around the same weight for the last three, four years coming up to to actually finally use it. And I tried everything, man. Whey protein was already out. It was expensive as hell. But there was whey and and I tried everything. Creatine. Back then it was phosphagen and it was designer whey and phosphagen creatine from EAS. And I was just doing everything. And I just couldn't couldn't pack on the poundage. Not the steroids did. I mean, steroids made me gain my first cycle. I gained 30 pounds. I didn't keep it all. But I got up 30 pounds heavier in that one first cycle. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah, buddy. All right. <laughs> See you right here next. Rapid fire, bro. Let's, do let's it. hit let's it. Do it. All right. This is the second one. Let me take the second one. I'll let you take the third one. The second one is blood work question. This guy wants to know. He's been taking SARMs, and he did blood work. Everything paying back good, but his liver enzymes came back three times higher. He's taken three different types of SARM. So anytime you put foreign substance in your body, guys, very, very important to understand this. SARMs, if you use one SARM at a time, I haven't seen much when it comes to liver issues. But if you use three, two, three, four, five SARMs together, these are dosages. These are not therapeutic dosages that we run as performance enhancing drugs, right? With SARMs, like LGD, for example, <laughs> two and a half milligrams is like the therapeutic dose, but guys are running 10, 20, 30 milligrams. So yes, it's going to cause liver strain. Any foreign substance you put in your body that is a drug or a hormone or anything is going to cause some sort of liver strain. So that's normal. And it's not going to be as bad as steroids, but it's still going to be there. So it's very important when you're running SARMs to run your support supplements into garden one of Rick's products from N2BM or Amazon. Very, very good product, guys. Highly recommend it. Um, you can run that with the SARMs and that will basically take care of your liver while you're on it and keep your SARMs to 12 weeks or less. You'll keep your liver safe. All right, guys. So the next one, this one's for you, Rick. Cousin killed his wife from steroids. This person has a story um, and they say that the guy had a hot temper. He cheated on her. Uh, blah, blah, blah. They got in a huge, huge fight all the time. So it was a very abusive relationship. And he says that he blames the steroids for it. And he says that that's why his brother-in-law, his cousin, I'm sorry, killed his, his wife. And uh, so though, you want to shed some light on this, Rick? Um, give a, a minute or two on this. What's your, what's your looks, thought on this? Like, looks like mental illness. I don't, I've never seen steroids do every do something like this to everyone there's always another factor like even when athletes some athletes have been blamed or, or have been have been thought of maybe doing committing crimes because of steroids uh, sometimes these guys get hit in the head a lot whether they're professional wrestlers or football players 
and there is there are effects that come along with that with that kind of trauma so they could be you know some people just some people lose it later in life i mean you could have been normal Ken, do you think this something happens do you think the steroids i mean I, we all agree that steroids didn't directly cause this but do you think the steroids could push this person a little further into the wacko territory oh there's already something wrong with you if you're using fucking steroids let's be real about it i mean we, if you are the kind of person that can inject yourself with steroids and sometimes it kind of sketchy where they're from and, and all these different things you're already a different animal like you're already a, a, a different person than most people that were out there walking around i mean everybody would love to look great but how many people are willing to inject themselves with drugs they might not fully understand where they came I mean, there's already something about you you're already part of our group you're part of our tribe so in this guy's case uh is it is that he started using steroids around the same time his behavior started to change he, the steroids could have just been another symptom of his behavioral changes that were on the way for who knows what reasons i mean there could be a whole number of reasons why somebody loses it right so I mean, just the fact he was using steroids um, could have just been because he was already on his way to going a little bit nuts, some kind of mental issues, losing some inhibitions, becoming more aggressive, and steroids just was just a symptom of it. I don't, I don't think could have been the cause. I think if you have a short temper and you use something very androgenic, it can cause you to have even shorter of a temper. So even though steroids don't directly cause issues, they can kind of push you a little bit. Recreational more. drugs too. You could be involved in this case. Yeah. Like there's maybe. a good, you know, sadly, you know, over the years, um, you know, sadly over the years, I've noticed on these forums, um, anytime there's like a drug thread, you'll see guys coming in. Oh, I served time in prison for Coke or heroin. And it's like, dude, like, it's like interesting. A lot of these steroid users um, are also involved with recreational drugs. A lot of these guys on YouTube, they have histories you know, uh, being addicted to drugs or so I, I, there is a little connection there. Um, but I mean, I don't do recreational drugs. Rick doesn't do recreational drugs. A lot of us who use steroids, we're white collar, we're educated. We have good jobs. We take the steroids to give us a little bit of an age. We don't take the steroids because it's just something else to take because we're addicted, you know, to this stuff. And some people just take steroids because they want to be rebellious. You know, they just, oh, they're illegal. So fuck you. Fuck the government. I'm just going to take steroids. You know, if they legalize steroids, they wouldn't want to use it. Like if I go to the Dominican Republic, they got steroids legal. I don't see people walking around using steroids. So, uh, you know, it's a lot of that has to do with it, too. So some of the people that use steroids are not the type of people we want to be role models. Obviously, this guy was not a role model and he will spend the rest of his life in prison where he belongs. So next one we're going to talk about, Rick, is should guys do TRT, even if they don't lift. So my view on this guy is a simple. If you have a, if you have a medical condition, you have a legit medical reason to, you need to be on TRT. I got no problem with it. If you go to a real doctor, not an anti-aging scam clinic. Okay. That doesn't even have a license and they're not even real doctors there. They just send your paperwork to some doctor across the country. If you go to a real doctor, real endocrinologist, or even a urologist, I don't care, just any type of legit doctor, and he gets the blood work done on you, and he recommends or she recommends that you should go on TRT because it will better your life, I got no issue with it. But if you just want to go on TRT because you're too lazy 
to PCT. You're too lazy. You don't, you're too impatient. You want to <clears throat> just stay on steroids year round. You don't want to do it the right way and cycle off. Then no, you don't have my blessing on that. But if you're 55 years old and you've got low testosterone and you go to a doctor and the doctor recommends it, you have my blessing for sure on that. Real quick, Rick. You have a Real quick, on the- um, I'll take another angle. Why are you not lifting? You're fucking 54 years old. You're a grown man. Why are you not lifting? I'm going to quote Socrates. He says, no man has a right to be an amateur in the matter of physical training. It is a shame for a man to grow old without seeing the beauty and strength of which his body is capable. So you're listening to this podcast. You better be fucking training. Bottom line. Let's move on. The next one we're going to talk about, this is another Trenbolone cycle. This guy, he wants to run 300 milligrams of Tren, ACE, and he wants to run testosterone and enanthate. But he wants to know, is it okay to use Tren ACE with test E? Because test E is a long ester, and Tren ACE is a short ester. So he wants to know, is it okay to use them both together? <laughs> so, you know, look, at the end of the day, guys, it doesn't matter what esters you use as long as you inject them properly. So Trend Ace, you would have to inject Trend Ace at least every two or three days. Trend Test E, you can inject it once a week or twice a week, that's fine. So you will not, so in this situation, a lot of guys like to run the same esters because it just simplifies things. So if you're running Test E and Trend E, you can mix them in the same syringe and, and pin them once or twice a week, you're good to go, right? <laughs> but if you're running Test E and Trend E, you can still mix them for your injection, but you're going to have to run the trend E extra. So you may even consider, you know, doing it three times a week and mixing the test E and trend E together in the same syringe. Anyway, you could do it that way. It's not going to really make, it's not going to make a difference in this situation. So no, my answer is it does not matter, but here's the thing. If you're competing, it does matter because if you're competing and you're getting ready for a show, I recommend short esters. The shorter, the better. This way you can be flexible. If something isn't working leading up to your show, let's say you're retaining a lot of water, this steroid isn't <clears throat> agreeing with you, you're having, I don't know, anything. It could be having stomach aches from this, from this particular oral or something, and you need to switch things out. It's good to have short esters. This way you can switch things in and out. You see what I'm saying? So that, that to me makes sense in, in that situation. But if you're just a gym rat, you don't got to run short esters ever because why, why pin often? But on the other hand too, if you're a gym rat and you want to keep your cycle short and you want to recover quicker, short esters are the way to go. So I hope that sums it up. You have anything, anything to add, Rick? Yeah. I mean, uh, you can inject in that date a couple times a week, every other day, still be fine. Acetate, you really want to inject it every other day, maybe every day, if you want to keep real steady levels. So, yeah, every other day on the acetate, that's what you're bound to. That's what you have to do. And just throw in the, the natate in the same syringe. Yeah. Next one we're going to talk about GW along with which SARMs. So GW, guys, it's not a SARM. It's a PPAR agonist. We've discussed it before on the podcast. We did a whole podcast on it before. You guys can go back and listen to it. But at the end of the day, GW, typically 20 milligrams a day. You can stack it with any SARM. You can stack it with any steroid. You can stack it with anything. It's going to help your endurance. It's going to help your fat loss. 
So it really depends on what you're looking to do. So let's say you want to lose fat. You can run GW with Austrian. You can run GW with LGD. Any, any of them, any of them are good when it comes to fat loss. As long as you're dieting and training, you'll have tremendous fat loss with it. But at the end of the day, who doesn't want more endurance and more fat loss? So GW can work in any situation. How about you, Rick? I mean, yeah, he works with pretty much any anything, whether you're taking steroids or whether you're taking other SARMs. Definitely GW and Osterin is a known combination. GW, Osterin, and S4 is the trifecta for any athlete looking for performance. So, yeah, if you were going to ask me to mix GW with anything, it'd most likely be Osterin just for recovery and, and for feeling good. And S4, if I was doing any kind of... Uh, serious physical training at the at the time for whatever reason so rick you kind of skipped ahead earlier on your rant but this one is another one you can continue your rant on so this guy says using steroids too fast i think you're kind of yelling at yourself a little bit because you use steroids i think way too young this one's for you this guy says he started using 19 years old you know only been working out a year or two a decade later he's run a bunch of cycles and now he lost interest in working out and bodybuilding now he's more into music and other hobbies and spending time in the gym. He realized when he stopped using steroids that he never really loved weight training, but he loved using steroids and weight training. So he wants to know what can he do to kind of light the fire back under him. So any advice to this guy? Yeah, you got to make the way to lifestyle and care about how you look. And it's hard because he's already gotten himself accustomed to doing this with steroids and Man, is there a difference when you're in the gym and you're on a cycle than when you're not? So the best thing I can advise this dude is, look, if you just keep pumping steroids along with the training and you don't make the training and the lifestyle your focus, you're always going to lose your gains. You're always going to be behind. Always. I mean, you'll look great for, for periods of time and then you'll look like shit. The best thing you could do is stay consistent with the training, with the diet, make that the lifestyle. Fall in love with the way you look in the mirror. You add steroids here and there, just a couple of small cycles a year to just push you forward and make you push forward progress. So you look better and better every year. That's about it. My advice, what I told this guy is, look, I get it. I talk to people like this. You start using steroids and you start weight training a very short, within a short time, right? So you've never weight trained. You've never really loved weight training. You just love using steroids and weight training together. Because you feel that pump at the gym, you get that strength, whatever. So it's like you can't train without the steroids. So the best thing for you to do, look, at the end of the day, we all go through this in our 20s. We lose hobbies. I don't think I went, I probably went fishing like two times in my 20s. You know, and I talk about fishing a lot on this podcast. You know, I talk about it on the forums. I fish, you know, a lot now. Like any fishing season, I try to go like at least every other week. You know, during fishing season, even even three times every two weeks. But in the 20, I mean, 20, you lose interest in hobbies. It's OK. It's OK. Don't think there's anything wrong with you. But what I want you to do is just get blood work done. Make sure you're OK. Take a break from the gym. Take a break from the grind. Take a break from steroids. And then over time, once you get older, because right now you're like 29, almost 30 years old, maybe when you get into 33, 34 years old, you get an interest again in it. Maybe 
you want to start dating and you want to get more confidence, you want to get more muscle and strength. So you start doing it again. So don't give up on it. You have that knowledge. You have that muscle memory. You can tap into that later on in life. So this happens a lot, guys, with hobbies. And you will come, you will come back to it. I guarantee you will come back to it eventually. Last one, the pullout method, TRT without HCG. Is that a reckless form of birth control? So <clears throat> let me just say on the pull-up method, uh, Rick and I have talked a lot about that. Listen, if you ejaculate and then you have sex and you pull out, you can still get that girl pregnant because that sperm is live. But if you didn't have sex or you took a shower or something and then you have sex and then you pull out, you cannot get her pregnant. That's what I've always been taught and sex ed and all this stuff. You know, I, I took like a year or two of sex ed. I took health classes. I'm a sports science major. So, you know, we, I'm sure, you know, I read some stuff about this and it's in, ingrained in my head. But at the end of the day, you go to any doctor on fertility, uh, a pregnancy doctor or whatever, when the girl thinks her, she's pregnant, she goes to a doctor, he'll tell you very simple. If you don't want to get pregnant, you need to use two forms of birth control. That's the ironclad way. I've known people on birth control who've still gotten pregnant. I've known guys on TRT or on steroids who've still gotten girls pregnant. I've known guys who've had abortions, you know, two abortions, three abortions. Uh, your old buddy Ross, remember him, Rick? He used to talk about it on the forum. He yep. said he's had two abortions and he's been, he's a, he's a meathead. And then, um, and, and so it, it happens. So if you want to be ironclad, you need to use two forms of birth control. She needs to use a form of birth control. You need to use a form of birth control. Not to mention STDs do not. I, I don't know why people believe this, Rick, but STDs, um, you, you, you have to wear a condom if you want to prevent most STDs. And some STDs you can still spread just by contact, by the way. But you have to, just because the girl's on birth control, it's not going to protect you from uh, giving her something or her giving you something. So I don't know why people think that. If she's on birth control, I can just have unprotected sex. Wait till you're in an actual relationship <clears throat> with this girl where you trust her and she trusts you in case you get her pregnant and you're going to be able to raise a baby with her or co-parent for 18 years before you start having you know, you start raw dogging it. So that's my advice on it. What's your advice, Rick? A minute left. Condoms is the best way. Either that or uh, her be on hormonal birth control. Those are two best ways. Anything else, crap shoot. You know, that's it. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. You know, uh, I guess some women um, are very consistent. You could follow the rhythm uh, method if if you live with her, but even that can slip up. So I don't know. In my experience, her being on hormonal birth control or just having uh, condoms, best best way to go about it. Yeah, in, in birth control with her, you still want to pull out. Right, Rick? Always pull out. Because if you don't nut inside her, she can't get pregnant. So always pull out. Even if she's on birth control, even if she's on the IUD or whatever the hell that thing is, always pull out. It works. It's worked for me. So that's, that's my secret. Always do it no matter what. <laughs> right, Rick? All right. Have a good one, Steve. Have a right, good guys. one, guys. <laughs>
Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.